The interviews and discussions in this podcast are opinions only and not financial or investment advice. Listeners should obtain independent advice based on their own circumstances before making any financial decisions. Perth last week was the location for two very big conferences, RIU Oil and Gas and Africa Down Under, and there was a huge delegation at both. One company spoke at both of these conferences, Batala Energy, an ASX-listed energy company with a focus on gas and renewables built on a really serious social conscience. Now, I was hosting the RIU Oil and Gas Conference for Vertical Events at the Heart, and I was doing some research in the lead-up on Botala so that I had a better understanding of them when they joined me on stage. And one of the things that my search came up with was a photo of our guest for this edition of Stock Insiders, the CEO of Botala, Chris Martinick. And he was with the president of Botswana, not actually on country in Botswana, but a couple of hundred metres down the road from me at the Africa Down Under conference. The president was the first president of an African nation to address the conference. And part of that, I'm sure, once I researched a bit more, I had something to do with the ethics of Chris and his team at Patala. You're listening to Stock Insiders. I'm Christina Morrissey. And it's time to explore an energy company that has some key characteristics many of you are looking for as investors in a modern world. And let's hear from this chief operating officer who managed to spend not just enough time to have his photo taken with the president of Botswana, but time to talk about their role in the future of the African country. Chris, good morning. Thank you very much for that uh, in- introduction. Yes, it was a it was a good event to, to sit with the president and uh, and his ministers and uh, have a good discussion. I was going to say, before we, we get to all of that, it was a really big week for you and the team last week. Where do you find you today? Are you taking some time out, relaxing? What's the deal? No, no. unfortunately, we're, we're pretty busy right now kicking off our commercial pilot program. So we're drilling overnight, uh, so six hours behind us here in Perth is Botswana time. So, okay. Yeah, busy operational updates, operational planning, uh, bits and pieces, and then dealing with our corporate uh, aspects here in Perth as well. So we've got another conference next week uh, in Botswana and and site visits with um, with uh, Finnish funds that are coming out. So it's quite a busy week for us this week with planning, next week with actually doing all the stakeholder engagement aspects plus drilling. So <laughs> the team's busy. Busy man, I get it. Let's get into this. Let's dive into Batala and its history, which as an ASX listed company, on paper at least, it's not really that long, is it? No, no. We're we're just over a year. We we listed fourteenth of July twenty twenty two. So we've we've gone the we've had our year anniversary. Prior to that, we started just before COVID. We actually farmed into the acreage. Oh, it was January. We we did the deal January February uh, twenty twenty with our first drilling meant to take place April twenty twenty, and of course everything shut down. So. We we managed to drill fourteen months later, that first well. So we we had to sit and remap and reprocess and rethink uh, for a long time. But it was good to get underway. Sometimes it's good to get extra planning, and you never know what it can bring up for you. Tell us about your business partner in this venture because you've known him for a while, haven't you? Yeah, I, I think um, I think he's been there since the day I was born. So. Uh, 
Yeah, no, it's good to have uh, the old man on 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 board, and uh, he's very well respected, especially over in Africa. Done a lot of work over there, and um, offers great sort of community and stakeholder uh, relationships that we we leverage uh, over there. Now, I, I would hazard a guess that there's not many of us joining the conversation today who are fluent speakers of the do I say Botswanian language? Yeah, Botswana or Setswana. Okay, so what does Batala actually mean? Batala is the Setswana word for blue and green. So they they, they have something like 250-odd different colours for brown and grey, which describes cattle, uh, which is the main love and passion of the country. Whereas it comes to blue and green, it deter- it's determined by what you're actually talking about. So if you're talking Batala sky, it's blue, Batala trees or grass, you know, you're, you're referring to something green. So that's why we've used it in our name in particular, there's always been these, what does green energy actually mean? What does blue energy mean? And the other, the other side, what is black energy? So we said, look, it's Batala. It's trying to be as clean as it can be. Ideally, we'd love to get to Batala green, but for the moment with Batala, we're somewhere in the mix. We want to do gas and renewables. And secondly, it also means success. So um, we think it's quite a good good uh, Setswanan word to use uh, for our company. That's a great name. Go through the type of energy you're looking to provide in Botswana. Our primary undertaking, obviously, is gas, and that that is what underpinned our IPO, and that has been our main focus in terms of our spend. But where we have heavily focused, should we get this into production and make it commercial, we really want to tie so, uh, solar energy with gas. Now, gas and solar are a great combination. They produce electrons. You know, four cents a kilowatt hour, three cents a kilowatt hour when the sun's shining in the middle of the day. The gas provides that backup, the peaking when the when everyone's air conditioners are on, or when at night when we don't have batteries in the area that are. Uh, in terms of the capital costs, it's just so expensive for a battery compared to what we can do with gas at this stage. We're heavily focused on how we can migrate into to batteries later on, but. At the moment, the economics just don't stack up for what we need to deliver, which is, is basically we want to deliver uh, sustainable gas and sustainable electricity into the market that's affordable for the people and it's affordable for the in- industries that we would love to see attracted to the area. Yeah, so if I encapsulate that, it's a business model based around integrating renewables and the future of cleaner energy, correct? Yeah, yeah. We, we see ourselves as part of this energy transition phase. And you know, Africa has a huge reliance on coal-fired power stations. They will still continue to, to make electricity through coal. Our job is not, not to stop coal at the moment. Our job is to provide as best we can a gas-solar mix and help with that transition. Ideally, one day they can get away from coal, um, but you know, our key, well, we're only a small player. So you know, our key goal is to get as much of the gas and solar mix into that, that energy portfolio and really try and reduce the CO2 emissions, but at the same time, diversify the fuel mix because heavy reliance on one fuel, like we've seen in Europe with the Ukraine war, uh, you know, prices of coal spikes, prices of oil and gas spike because we're so heavily relying on on those particular uh, fuel streams. So helping that diversification, that energy mix, you know, we always talk about ESG, Energy security in ESG, so that's another E that we add on to that, we see as something that's so critical to these countries that, in particular, like Botswana, its its CO2 footprint is tiny. It's, it is a minimal contributor to climate change. 
it actually, its biggest worry is climate resilience. How is it going to manage itself when climate change starts to really feel the pinch? You know, it's food, it's water, it's access to good energy. So that's where we fit in. We're not going to tick every box, but at least we can do our best to provide an energy solution into that mix. You, you answered my next question almost beautifully because I was going to say that your, your team has a pretty impressive value system. Everything I search up about yourselves, I know that Alice's will search up afterwards as well. Do your own research team, we always say it. Talks to the fact that you are really a bit of a unicorn in this arena, an energy company with a social conscience. You've got a really refreshing approach to the gas. And this thing, this is important. You have a very refreshing approach to the gas and who it ultimately belongs to, don't you? Yeah, we, we see ourselves almost as the, the the custodians or the helpers of the of the gas field, the guys coming out there willing to take the risk. Obviously, we want the risk to reward. We know how to do it. We've got the skill set, but we don't own the gas. The gas belongs to Botswana. It's Botswana's gas. They will take a royalty. They will take, you know, their, their clip. Obviously, we can we can put so much more back into that that region in in the form of the water that we produce. Let's not just let it evaporate. Let's let's find a solution where we can utilize saline water and try and put reverse osmosis in there. So we're talking to a Finnish company right now. Ideally, we can get a solar-powered reverse osmosis system in there just as a trial to make 900 litres of water a day. Now, we're talking pilot-sized trials, but we really want to try and derive as much value from all the products, including the byproducts, to see what we can do in the marketplace there because jobs jobs from oil and gas are... Uh, yeah, there's... Oh, sorry, just gas. We, we have no oil. But gas is... There are numerous, but what's labour-intensive is things like market gardens. So if we can provide fresh water to it's the Kalahari Desert, so it's not exactly abundant with surface water. There's a great water aquifer sitting below it. You know, these people, they need food, they need jobs, they need um, more of the security. They're very, very well-educated society, but still a high level of uh, unemployment. When I spoke to you in the lead-up to this interview um, yesterday, you were headed off to I think load some bikes into a sea container. And I'm not going off on a tangent here, everyone. <laughs> this is still about Vital and how it's making itself part of the community and where it operates, isn't it? Yeah, uh, we, we've, we've had a uh, long sort of history now since, since we've been traveling over there of filling our suitcases. So we often travel with two suitcases, especially when Qantas was flying direct. So I'd love them to do that again. Uh, <laughs> but we would fill our two suitcases up and, you know, I only ever travel with a pretty much a half a suitcase, but we would fill it with all our kids' clothes and extra clothes. And I ran out of, basically the idea was we ran out of friends to tap the shoulders on and say, can we get some more clothes to take over there and donate? And so we started a, um, a program where we've, we've gone out broader than that and, and we ended up with so much. It was a little bit overwhelming with how much uh, gear we got. So we bought ourselves a 20-foot container that's that's sitting um, sitting in a warehouse that we're filling right now with bags of clothes, books, toys, and and bikes, which were donated by the um, the men's shed there in, in uh, Mozzie Park. So it's been a <clears throat> fantastic little exercise. But that all goes to the SOS orphanage, which is in the town of Sarawi, where we operate. And you know you see these poor kids there, where they've got eight hundred kids. They've got no soccer balls. They've got no soft toys. The, the people there are doing absolutely amazing job. They've got sixty dollars a year, I think, 
budgeted per kid for their clothing. So, you know, I've got I look at my two two spoiled little uh, <laughs> legends, but you know, you know what, you you don't need everything. Let's take it, fill a bag, and um, donate it to someone who who will just absolutely love it and needs it more than we do. Which I think leads us up to that photo that I talked about in our introduction. You were trying, you were really trying to do something for Botswana. Great for us as potential shareholders, but you, you're making your job, I think, a lot easier in some ways, interacting with the government, aren't you? Yeah. So what we've decided is we don't want to come in as a gas company and say, we found gas, give me my power purchase agreement, and if I don't get it, I'm going to leave, or I'm just going to produce my gas and get out of here. That's not what we want to do as a vision. Look, we need to get the gas obviously up and running. That's our main undertaking. But we've we've read all of the in, the plans that the Botswana government has released. So that's the reset plan, integrated resource plan. The uh, there are I think there's about six or seven of these strategic plans. And so then we said, well, <clears throat> here's our value system. Here's the business model that we like. Here's how we think we can integrate, and here's where we think we can support and underpin. Uh, some level of that, those those um, those plans. But our job is not to change their plans. Our job is to support the plans. Botswana knows what Botswana wants to do. So as a, as the as the company that we have pulled together, we want to make sure that we are aligned with that and seeing how best we can do uh, the things like energy security. Can we help with food while well, we can provide we can provide clean water um, from what we're producing. How can we reduce uh, poverty? Well, more jobs, you know. So, and and how do we make sure that we align with that? And then how do we take that extra step to add the value to make sure that there's alignment? So that's why, you know, bringing things that like the attraction of uh, industry coming to the area with reliable um, energy provides a huge boon in terms of jobs. You look at South Africa to the south; they've got a massive energy crisis. You're, you're essentially seeing the deindustrialization de- of a country. Where are those guys going to go? Well, they're going to go either overseas or can we attract them to Namibia, Zambia, Botswana, to the neighbours, you know? Well, let's talk about this energy that's going to underpin this. You, have, you had to find it. Uh, what's the journey been like? Well, it's been exciting. It's been long. Um, it's been fun. We've now drilled seven wells. Oh, sorry, we, we've just sputtered our seventh well. We had initially had one well, which our uh, joint venture partner, Strata X, at the time that was their name, they're now renamed as Pure Hydrogen. They drilled our our Sarawi one well. We've now drilled uh, a further six with the seventh one just sputtered 11 days ago. We've got a certified resource of 317 uh, BCF 2C and 8 TCF of 3C. So what does that mean? There's an existing power station that was built in Botswana, a 90 megawatt power station at the town of Arapa. Why was that built there? It was built to run it because gas has flowed in the area. Gas gas flowed from coal bed methane in about 2011, 2013, and they built a 90 megawatt um, power station. You can see it on Google Earth, and you can actually see the pilot program. So gas flowed. I don't know what happened. There was some kind of um, deal that was never struck. And that, that power station has only ever run on diesel for about 30 minutes a day. So you don't, you don't have to invest in that. It's just there. Oh, it's just there. It's there. So And then BPC run it. They're desperate for the gas. They've, but they've been burnt somewhere along the line. The industry the industry has not delivered. So we we have taken the we, – we've actually been to BPC, Botswana Power Corporation, and said to them, we know something has gone wrong and you need to build belief back in the industry. 
we'll start with a pilot project. If you believe it, then you know, then we can look at something bigger. Because we know, as it, we represent the industry to a certain degree, um, that something happened in uh, there where the gas was not delivered, and therefore you need to, need to build belief again in the industry. So that's the approach that we have taken uh, with with the regulatory bodies there. So what makes you confident you can actually commercialise this project? The fact that we flared the other day was a fantastic um, milestone for us. That was a major milestone to, I mean, we knew the gas was there. We knew the gas was bubbling. We knew the pressure was building. But it's such a relief to actually see the gas be ignited and, and, and represent the fact that it can create, it is energy. And, it's, and, and of course, we looked at the colour of the flame which is good, and so we, we knew that the flame <clears throat> looks like it's going to be a high methane content. We're currently doing all the gas testing right now. We, we're confident then also that we, we haven't got some of the, the impurities as well, but subject to obviously getting the, the gas testing. So the flame gave us a really good idea of what we were getting uh, in terms of the gas composition. So like I said, we'll find out soon exactly what that is. Gave us a lot of confidence that the pilot program, which we took a final investment decision on, was based on the bubbling, was based on the gas pressure. But now that we actually flared it, it was great to see that um, the commercial pilot really does have some some potential upside. So not just potential upside, but big upside, because we're doing five wells and they, they in a combined flow rate, um, dewatering a central well, that central well is where we'll really test the commercial um, flow rate. So where's that gas go to go to? Is it just Botswana? No, no. We'll start with Botswana, but you've you know Botswana's got two and a half million people, but within a, a thousand kilometer radius, you've got a hundred million people, and you've got all the municipalities, you've got the industries there, so uh, you've got massive mining industry throughout Southern Africa. So we see something like LNG, uh, trucking LNG being the, the main distribution of, of gas. We know that the Southern African Power Pool, which is the uh, the major grid network throughout the entire area, which runs from Cape Town all the way up to the DRC and and east to west, it's a very 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 good good grid. In fact, I think it was two thousand and three or five, ESCOM was awarded the best grid in the world. So you know we've got not we're not far from a sixty six kV line, which is about eighty kilometres in in the town of Sarawi, where we have we have secured a downstream uh, location. And then we've got a further away location where we've got existing export transmission lines, which is a 400 kV line and two 220 kV lines, which they're, they're sort of the export voltages that you could send an electron could be bought in the DRC from us selling it to them through you know, various wheeling agreements, et cetera. But that gives us a pathway to market if we want to convert to electrons. But if we want to sell it as a molecule, we would sell it. We would distribute it as uh, trucked LNG, uh, and there's a lot of demand because at the moment you can only get diesel, and and uh, diesel is at its cost. It's cost against world uh, oil prices, whereas our gas will not be. You know, will be against our local pricing. The MOU that you just signed with Solar Finland again, not an expected move from an energy company with gas. No, so we we've always said we wanted combined solar and gas. And uh, what does that look like? So for 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 gas guys, energy guys, you know, we know solar, but we needed a partner, and we found Solar Finland. They said yes, we'll do panels, and yes, we'll combine. But at the same time, oh, by the way, we're looking at setting up manufacturing in every continent on the globe. Would you? And we're very much considering Southern Africa, 
And we said, well, we've got a great site. It's a great project. Let us have a look and we can help project deliver that because we're already doing environmental applications and approvals and we've already securing land and, and all the all those bits and pieces. So it has been, and, and we, we, we've driven that project. And I tell you what, in terms of the government relationships, uh, industrial partnerships, the stakeholder engagement aspects, that is the probably one of the most loved projects that we've got going um, internally within Southern Africa, with, within Botswana. And we see that as actually a really good um, business. It's not something that's not going to be our core business. It never would be our core business should, should we get to final investment decision. Um, but you know, it makes a great return and, and Solar Finland have got an exceptionally good product. So great, if we ever get this into production and we're also producing panels, then we, we're effectively you know, using our own panels to um, produce electrons. So it's a great business. It's, it's a really good door opener. It's opened doors for us to, to many of the European funds and the green funds. Uh, so in fact, we've got, you know, we've got one touring next week. So it's, it's really been a, um, a good diversification away. And, and, and we'd also now look at things like batteries, but it was also within our portfolio in our IPO spend uh, where we've we've really used this allocation that we had uh, for renewables R and D. Yeah, could I, one last one I'd like to touch on. Are you in the process of converting from prospecting license, obviously, to a mining license for the gas? How's that coming along? Yeah, we will we will submit our application later this year. So we're we're in the process of building that application. Um, it requires an environmental impact assessment and and some economic modelling to be put in place. So we're building all of that. We've got now some more data, obviously, through the flow test that we just did, and uh, uh, we're busy building that. And hopefully, that that should be in place by by early next year. That allows us to actually sell the molecules of gas because right now, prospecting license you're not allowed to to sell. Yeah. What I, last thing I want to do is do an extended flaring of this commercial pilot program just to waste gas and also all the CO two emissions that we're going to cause. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, just, it's just such a wasteful space to sit in. Uh, does my head in. Chris Martin, you are an exemplary human being. You're, you've got a great team with you as well. People can jump on your website and have a look at the team because they really are quite extraordinary as well. Thank you so much for your time today. Thank you, Christina. And, and I would just say if anyone wants to see what we do in terms of the ESG space, we do have a, a visionary statement on, a, on our website that you can check out. So um, we, we have set those sorts of goals. Thank you. So, or should I say Kalaboha, is that correct? Yeah, Kalaboha. Hey, thanks, mate. Thanks. Chris Martinick, CEO of Batala Energy. It is a really interesting company. And while, yes, they do have a social conscience and environmental, great environmental record, you know, many of you are looking to tick the box for with your investments. They are hitting gas. They have two quality asset streams. They have clear partners. They're making allies in the region that they're operating in. They're operating costs, which we didn't have time to get into. They're low. They have a market and they have some diversity as an energy company. Do your own research. Batala on the ASX, it's BTE. And we will talk again very soon.